Welcome to CyberCast, decoding today's cyber issues. I'm your host, Kate Macri. Joining me today is Colonel Ken Kibler, PEO for Fixed Wing at US SOCOM. So before I jump into questions, I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about what you do and its importance to SOCOM mission. Yeah, sure. No. So I am uh, what they refer to as a program executive officer. I like to say program enabling officer um, because it's really uh, I've got a portfolio uh, of a bunch of great acquisition professionals that are that are really uh, empowered to go and develop uh test, field, sustain, uh, what we call fixed-wing capabilities. So those those platforms, uh, you know, where, that don't spin around uh, and fly in the air. So And and uh, the weapons or the systems that goes on those aircraft. Sure, sure. So can you provide a brief overview of your modernization strategy and your priorities for fixed-wing yeah. ISR at SOCOM right now? Yeah, no, great, great question. And so, um, you know, one of those things when we I, – I, I like the term modernization. Now, we've always been modernizing. So since uh, the uh, – you know, as we look at – especially past last summer, um, our modernization focus has changed a little bit. Um, and so with that, um, if you look at the um, – soft strategy and vision that was recently released by the command, it talks about uh, who we are and where we're going. Uh, And it says who we are is... innovative problem solvers, and, and the, the uh, AFSOC commander uh, likes to refer to it as devious innovators, and so that's where I like to think uh, of us as modernizing, and so there's really three key things that I would say that I look to modernize. Uh, one is an automation. Uh, everywhere, everything, automation. Uh, two was um, the term survivability, and that just means that making our systems uh, to be able to operate in any environment, uh, whether it's uh, where we've been operating for 20 years or, or in the ice, in the tundra, uh, in the desert, uh, and then Third, um, I would say we needed to be more and more modular. Um, so uh, when I think of modular, I guess the best ways I look at it is when my kids were young and they played with Legos. Uh, I, I want a platform that I can throw in a, a yellow brick one day and then the red brick the next uh, in order to be able to be a true multi-role platform. Right, right. So what are some of the challenges facing these modernization efforts right now? Yeah. Um, well, one, uh, it's uh, just being able to focus on the highest priority. Um, it, it, that's nothing new, right? We, we, we've done that all the time. Uh, the other, and, I, and I'll just uh, walk it backwards from where I said uh, being modular. Um, one of the things is, is the term that, that we've talked about, especially not just in SOCOM and not just in fixed wing, uh, but across the, the Department of Defense, is making sure that we're utilizing open mission systems. Um, it is so critical to what we're doing. I think we've, we are moving that needle, uh, to use that expression, uh, but I, I challenge myself, I challenge my team, I challenge the industry uh, that we need to sprint there. I, and I need to be able to put whatever is uh, the latest, greatest technology uh, as quick as possible so that the field commander can have uh, a sensor one day uh, and then a comm uh, unit the, the, the next. So I think that's the, the that's it's probably the biggest challenge that we face right now. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about the criticality of open systems architecture and yeah. and the role that that plays? Yeah, no. So, um, again, I mean, I think of it as being one of the most critical items of what we're doing right now. Uh, because uh, when we talk about uh, the, the other expression, I know I keep throwing the, the, these these cliche ones, but um, is being able to, to fill capability at the speed of need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is that two days? Is that one day? I, you know, it, it all depends. It's at the speed of need. But I can't afford 
afford to have systems, and it really comes back to when I'm integrating and then testing them. Uh, if if I'm taking six months, nine months, twelve months just to be able to integrate, uh, you know, industry comes to me with a uh, with a little box, then it, and, and it works. Right. But I can't get it. I'm I'm the fixed wing platform PEO. So if I can't get them on my PEO on the platforms that quickly, then it's just a box that's sitting on the ground. Um, so I really need to be able to to you know from a, a flight worthiness, uh, uh, the, you know, the approval that says, hey, we can go fly. Um, I, I got to reduce the, the number of times uh, that I have to go into that safety critical software or software that's affecting something that's not related to the new box but still would be tough. So if I can open that up uh, and, you know, just download my next uh, app onto my, uh, onto my C-130, uh, then I can go really, really fast. Right. Gotcha. So you already talked about this a little bit, but could you go a little bit more into the role of automation and artificial intelligence, especially with regard to your modernization yeah. plans for yeah. no, fixed wing? Yeah, no, automation is, is uh, again, one of those critical items that we're looking to do. Um, and I would put it in context of I'm really two different things. One, uh, re- and, and really specifically, is reducing work, uh, the, the, the work of the crew, right? Um, we've got... We've got a lot of data that we fly at, and we've got all kinds of sensors that we're putting on there. Um, and so what I need them to be able to do is focus on those critical items, either, you know, for, for aircraft for flying or even those who are on the field, you know, critical to doing their operation. So how do I automate those systems? Sometimes I'll, I'll refer to it as data fusion or sensor fusion so that they get all of what they need to know without having to think about it, right? Uh, and then, you know, Know, very you know small vignette uh, to be a specific answer is when I think of my unmanned systems and, and sometimes we tear about collaborative autonomy what, what does that mean well we're, we're working through that but for me one of the first steps is looking at uh, automating uh, the capability where now I have an operator it's not a single operator flying a single uh, uncrewed system. It is a single operator flying multiple systems. Um, it's being able to, to take away and, and automate those non-critical uh, parameters of flight. So can a system completely take off and land by itself and then an operator take control when they're actually doing the mission? So the automation to me uh, is, is, is key in, in everything that we're doing. It And really when you look at it, it doesn't make sense to do one, you know, automate without being modified. So they're they're very much interrelated. Right. Um, so before I go on to the last question that I have for you, I'm curious, what does the role of cybersecurity look like with your modernization strategy? Yeah, no. So a, a, again, um, it, we're, we're nothing, no one's special, but yet we're very special, right, in, in, in our name. Um, so it plays a, a key role. Um, and uh, fortunately, we've got a lot of help uh, across the PEOs. Uh, I think of uh, our communication uh, uh, folks um, and then just in the headquarters on um, the good thing is, in this case, I, I get a lot of directives. Uh, so it is help that I want. You know, people go, oh, I don't want direct. No, uh, they're telling me, hey, to, in order to get uh, approval to operate, right? I go through a pretty rigorous pr- uh, process. The other I will tell you is uh, we're working with industry now. They've got some really neat ways of looking at intrusion. Um, and so we put some folks on that, that, that look and come to our, our fleets and just do a, an assessment of where we, uh, how safe we are to operate in that cyber world. And, and I think we're just going to see more and more of that. 
Right, right. Okay, last question. Fixed wing sensors are a big part of what you do. What role will these play in JADC2, and are there any legacy challenges? Oh, that? yeah. Again, the legacy, I think, is is, is the openness of them. Uh, they'll play a key role. Um, uh, you know, we've got to be able to be a joint. I mean, we're, we're so come, we're, by nature, we're a joint uh, organization. So being able to talk to uh, everyone at any time, whenever we need to, and then being able to communicate, uh, you know, getting that information, whether it's on the field or, uh, or back to there. So we're working regularly with uh, the services, especially um, in my case, uh, very closely with the Air Force to solve this problem. Thank you for listening. Cybercast, along with GovCast and HealthCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com. 